Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bree Stockwell, and I'm here with Aladdin Metcalf. And today on A Creative Affair, we are going to talk about creative intuition. Or what was the other word we said? Shoot, I already forgot it. Instinct. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. I must be tired today. I have to admit, I am dealing with a little bit of a headache. So, but yes, you need we are hugs. talking about. And yeah. um, a, a lovely warm drink and to curl up in bed and uh, have a lovely sexy night with your husband. Right. Well, with a headache, does that? Anyway. Well, just got, uh, cuddles. <laughs> cuddles and, and massages. Peppermint oil. And, yeah, yeah. Peppermint oil. Candles and just relaxing. Yeah, nothing untoward. Yes. Well, it's not untoward if it's with your husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's that. <laughs> But we are talking about creative intuition. And actually, when Len and I were talking about what we wanted to talk about, we both kind of brought up the subject at different times because we've actually been chatting for what, about an hour and a half and not recording anything yet. So um, we just love catching up and enjoying each other's company. But I really love talking about intuition. I actually call it my creative spirit. I feel like she's another like separate woman inside of me and I feel like I should give her a name. So, Well, what name are you going to name her? Well, I don't know. I was actually thinking that because I'm going to White Sands next month and I was thinking that I didn't want to force a name, but if a name came to me while I was out there, then I would call that also from my intuition. Like she will tell me what it is. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Oh, so it's a little bit like your um, totem. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually had a comment to someone the other day. It's like, have you got a totem? And they said no. And I, I said to them, well, a totem will find you and uh, mm. the name will find you as well. And like in the spiritual belief is that totems actually find their way into your life. And that definitely happened to me. Like lizards are mine and there's a huge long story we won't go into, but uh, they seem to turn up into my life. And then now, as I've accepted them as my totem, I notice them all the time and they seem to stop and talk to me and I photograph them and I have a, a really interesting relationship with them. So I really believe, Bree, that this name of your intuition woman, this uh, uh, person inside you, is she inside you? Yes, she, she will, that name Or will sometimes come to you. like on my, yeah, or like sometimes on my shoulder right behind oh. my ear. You know, do you know wow. what I mean? So wow. if I'm walking out into the field and I mean, especially when, but it could happen anytime. She's like, go left. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't so don't you can question hear me. You can hear her talk to you. <laughs> well, and not really, but it's like this feeling that I get mm. and I get, and maybe this is what we're talking about. What does creative intuition feel like? And how do we know that it's happening? You know, how do we know that we're receiving creative intuition? And I just kind of get this gut feeling like go left or I have actually had experiences and I can't pinpoint one where I'm like, today is the day, go out today. And I do. And it's a really beautiful experience that I would have really would have missed. I even do that if I if I um, receive invitations to go join people, I 
really consult my intuition. Okay, is this something that I want to be doing? I don't even know have to know how it's going to benefit me, but is this something that we think that I should do? <laughs> it's like a consultation. <laughs> it's really interesting you mentioned your gut because they talk about the gut as being the third brain, don't they? And it's a feeling um, that we we get from there that we are actually following, isn't it? It's a, I get, if I'm, if things aren't going well and um, my intuition is saying this is bad, uh, it's my stomach that goes nuts mm. and uh, it cramps up. Um, uh, it gets, uh, I feel sick. I can get nausea. Like there's all these words to describe the intuition at that moment that um, actually stems from my stomach. And I've got a I've got a lovely little beer belly going on around it where it's protected. So I like I know I hold a lot of angst and energy around my stomach, and um, I, I feel so much intuition through that um, through my stomach. Mm. We we kind of started out this episode a little woo woo, but, <laughs> but here's the thing: um, I I believe that everyone has access to their creative intuition. I want to know from you, and I think you believe this too, Lynn, and I want to know from you, how do you access that for yourself uh, on a regular basis? Through trying to be more centered and present. So if if I'm not present, I can't listen to myself. And so the more effort I put into being present, uh, in the situation and having locking out all the other thoughts and, and uh, uh, centering myself, I, I find that the intuition goes up. And then when I block it out, which could be um, through doing other things or thinking other things or just not being connected with myself, you know, overworking or over partying, um, drinking too much. Like there's all these different ways we block things out, um, uh, obsessing about things, thinking about, you know, things in the past or in the future, all those worrying things, clearing your mind from all of those and actually being present with your feelings right now. So often the easiest one is just to stop and breathe and really start to feel the breath going through your body and coming to right now and being present with who you are and uh, where you are and what you're doing, I find that that helps with my intuition. I'm tuning into myself. Yeah, I love the idea of that. And this is something that I've been doing too. And it's more of, um, it is dropping all of the other like external stuff, but it's also giving myself, like you talked about the busy work, right? It's about giving myself planned space and time to set myself up for success, to be able to listen to my creative spirit, <laughs> my intuition, because I find that if I don't do it, if I don't plan that time on purpose, then I, I just kept my brain kind of runs itself around like, <laughs> And I actually tell a lot of my clients, I'm like, if you want to hear, if you want to listen, if you want more confidence, listen to your creative intuition. And in a minute, we'll talk about why we want to listen to our creative intuition. But if you want it, then you've got to cut out words like should, like there's all those shoulds, you know, Can't. I need, have to. Won't. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> All of those things. No. Right. Yeah. Because I find especially the should like, or like I need to go, um, I need to go make photographs. Oh, I will tell you a story really quick. <laughs> uh, I remember when I, one time, and I can't remember if I've told this on the podcast before, but I remember going to White Sands and thinking to myself, I have to make, you know, it was in the middle of working on my like impossible goal. I'll link to impossible goals in the, <laughs> in the notes, but I was working on it. And I remember thinking, I have to, I have like, I, I really have to get more work. I was really doubtful that I would have anything that would be like worthwhile to show people. And I was getting really nervous. It was it was more than halfway through the year. I was really getting nervous that I wasn't going to have anything when the year was over. And um, so I remember walking out into White Sands, just having all of these thoughts go, you know, through my head. Like I, like I should be making work that looks like this. I really have to do it. I need it. You know, like somehow there's scarcity involved with making photographs, you know, like I don't have enough. Do you see like all of those things really don't contribute to having this calm centered present, like you just said, frame of mind. And I was running my brain around and I didn't, I was not giving myself time to just think of nothing and to be able to notice things. So mm. after a day or so, like after one day, I was just so tangled up in myself. And I thought, okay, I can see what, because I am a coach. So I kind of coached myself through it. And I was like, okay, what if I just dropped? I could see what was happening to me, to myself. And I thought, what if I just dropped all of this mess going on in my head? Like, what if I could just drop all of the should, need, have to, can't, all of those things and literally just allowed myself to, what if I just trusted myself to go out and make work that felt good and what would happen? And when I decided to do that experiment, that's when that intuition started to show up even more. And feel so much better to make art with that behind it all with the intuition leading the way and you know or working in tandem with your creative intuition or my own because it's almost indescribable but maybe we'll attempt it it felt so much better it felt hopeful I felt like um f more free because I was making the work that I could tell that I my creative spirit really wanted me to make like this is what you're here for and it uh, that was a real like epiphany for me i hadn't planned on sharing this i didn't even think i i was like i don't know what <laughs> stories i have but it was a real epiphany for me like oh my goodness this is entirely possible that i don't have to show up with any agenda i can you can have some planning and set yourself up but i can literally just show up and listen to my intuition and see what comes out. Thoughts, Lynn? I know you have stuff you want to say. Well, it's incredibly um, fascinating, this idea that you can just show up and that art will come out of you. And I think as a, a beginner, this is a, a really foreign concept. And uh, But for an expert, this becomes our daily practice and uh, it's where we 
aim to be and where we want to be. And I, I can agree with you that when I do my best work, when I show up and I'm present and I haven't got plans um, and I just have a few ideas and off I'm going and uh, I let it come and let it happen. But in the beginning, you actually have to learn to trust this, that you don't need to have plans. You you don't have to have a shot list. You don't have to have um, a fully imagined artwork that, you know, if you're a, a writer, you don't have to imagine the whole, the whole book. You can start at the beginning and you can let the characters and the conversations that you're having as you progress along lead you in a, in a certain way. Now, and that doesn't suit everybody because there's um, definitely people that need to plan and function in a fully planned environment. So, or I want think to. That's they want different. to. They want to work like that because they know it works for them. Yes, right? and yeah. you know, authors might cover their whole wall with post-it notes and actually have the whole plot right down to the very end, all planned out. And then they sit down and af- and write it. So their creative stage is at that planning stage. Right. That's where you listen to the intuition. Yeah. And um, for me, when I'm I'm making art, it's actually at the time of making it that I'm in my intuitive, uh, listening to the intuition stage of it. Um, So uh, I think it's really amazing that you could identify that and then go, well, how do I get there? And uh, stopping yourself and putting yourself into a different mind state and then coming back and going, okay, well, let's start again and be more present and and in that way be more intuitive. I think I treated it like an experiment because I was just thinking when you were saying that, like, how would I explain how to do that to someone else? I mean, for sure I could coach someone else through it, right? But how do we, you know, if we've never really tried to do this, like put ourselves in a new mind state, what if, you know, we've had an episode on curiosity, but what if we could just be curious and have an experiment and also know that a lot of what we do is experimentation and it's okay if nothing comes out of it. Mm. I really, I really think that it is okay if we as we are practicing listening to our intuition, it's okay if we don't make anything that we fall in love with. Mm-hmm. Totally think that's fine. I think it's a win if you're able to be present and listen, listen kind of to that inner voice and then follow it. I feel like it's a win sometimes if I'm practicing that and I can just go do that. And then the bonus is if I make work that really resonates with me and I love. But guess what? I really think, and maybe this takes us to why we want to listen to that intuition. I really think that when we do this, we make work that feels really authentic to us. Like it, it's easier, um, it flows easier we're not trying so hard to be like other people, you know, there's the shit there, right? <laughs> we're, we're not, we're, we're being who we are and allowing our, our creative side to just take over all of that intuition. How do you explain that to other people? And what does that listening to the intuition do for you? I, um, I would, let's just cycle back to answer this question, let's just cycle back to what intuition is. And, and 
you know, we, you said we, we started off woo woo and like, I've got someone on my shoulder as well. And people, other people can see this person and this old woman that's over my shoulder looking after me. And I don't even know who she is, but anyway, that's a whole different story, but let's, let's come back to what intuition is. And on, from a scientific level, intuition is accessing our memory and our knowledge base so quickly that we don't notice it, Mm. that we're doing it on an intuitive level. We're accessing knowledge intuitively. And uh, this isn't woo-woo at all. This is really quite straightforward that we practice and we practice and we practice something and we study and we study and we study and that knowledge becomes second nature and sits in that part of our brain under the iceberg that we don't access consciously uh, there's this huge bank of knowledge down there and it's absolutely huge and we can access that very very quickly and we do that intuitively through feeling and it's a feeling that pulls us in a direction rather than a a, a thought of words and then, then as the words start to form um our feeling goes, yes, we should be going that way and we're getting a good feeling or we're getting the feeling like, no, we should not be going that way. And it's a, oh, there's danger if we do that. And uh, maybe that's a good thing because we want to take risks with our artworks and, and try different things. So we're always experimenting with danger and, you know, which directions to go and, and to explore these sort of things. So I think that how we are listening to ourselves helps us access this knowledge that's there. Yeah. I also think too, and you talked about a feeling and I totally agree with you because thinking back, I mean, I think there are multiple factors involved here, including my whole bank of inspiration. Um, you know, like what did Ansel Adams say? We we bring with us to our art, to all of the things that we've experienced, you know, just this whole internal database, right, of everything in our lives that we've experienced, including other people's art. And it sounds like what you're saying the intuition is, is being able to like subconsciously access that. And it turns into like a feeling. I think sometimes it, I access it through a question. What do I want to do here? Do I want to go left or right? Do I want to go left? Huh? And then the feeling comes to me. But I, I know that it has been easier since I've been able to tap into my emotions on a more consistent basis, because I was actually, before I started doing a lot of this personal you know, work, I was not in touch with those emotions. How were you shutting them out? Um, busy work. Mm, like I was, I mean, I mean, I had emotions, but I really wasn't stopping to pay attention to what they were. I was just letting my brain do whatever it wanted to do. <laughs> I kind of felt a little powerless over my emotions. And so, um, and so doing the work to listen to them and understand them and allow them sometimes, but, you know, be able to describe like it's that mind body connection, being able to describe like how they feel inside and all of that. I'm, I'm, um, I'm closer to more emotional nuances uh, mm. and sensations in my body now. And I think, 
and that's come over time, but I think that's actually partly how I can tap into my intuition more often. I think that for me, I've become way more emotional as I get better as an artist and that, that uh, like I find myself crying in films more often. Uh, the other day I was in full tears writing a little card to my son for his birthday. I go, that my tears were streaming down my face. Like, I, And I think I've been blocked up on tears for quite a long while, but I've noticed quite clearly that as I age and as I get better and better at my art, I'm becoming more emotional. And uh, I really think that the two are linked, that I'm practicing um, listening to my body and um, finding those feelings and then learning to follow them and uh, work with them. And, and as you said, like, we have all these strategies to block them out and uh, working really yeah. hard is one of them. And uh, there's so many of them uh, that we do. And, uh, you know, I had a misspent youth and I used that to block out a whole lot of emotions. And uh, I used to run away from things and maybe I still do a bit of that occasionally, but uh, nah, we all trying do. not to and actually to sit with the emotions is, is such an important thing. And uh, I went through a very emotional period last year and uh, one of my friends said to me, uh, and why don't you just sit with the emotion? And this became a huge breakthrough for me to actually, instead of running away from it or blocking it out or diverting it or doing something else, that I went and sat with it and just felt it until it passed and then I could move on. And, do you know, by doing that, I feel better than having... Uh, run away to go skiing for three months, which is one of the sort of strategies I would do to avoid my emotional turmoil that was going on when I was young. And I did that multiple times um, and I filled it with activity and mm. action and adventure, risk-taking, being busy and, and learning a new skill and doing something. And, you know, this was a really first moment for me to stop and actually just sit in the emotion and and to really, really feel it. and. Uh, I think this journey as an artist is one of actually becoming more and more in tune with who I am as a person and becoming more uh, listening to feelings. And that's uh, these feelings that are an, an access to in the intuition, which is this knowledge that I already have and that I keep adding to and building on. And yes, it can be a spiritual knowledge as well. And, uh, it can we can personify it as a person, um, and it you know we could even come from an external source as well. And there's so many different beliefs in there with that, but the accessing part is about listening to feelings for me. Ah, uh, yeah, same. And isn't it funny how we become like like I will cry and I'm like, yep, there I go. And in fact, but I used to, I used to be like, I'm crying again. This is so terrible. Why am I doing it? So that used to be me years ago. And now I'm like, oh, well, I'm crying because I just want to release some emotion and then I'm fine and just move on. And it's funny. Okay. Are we telling our audience that if they want to tap into their intuition, then they just have to experience all of you? You have to not run away from your emotions. <laughs> you have to be willing to experience them all. We don't know that you will become a crier, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, we don't know. But you might because I cry more often now, or maybe 
I cry more often and I accept it, which is mm. also fine. That's also fine with me. Yeah, I love I how wonder, you describe that. I wonder how many people actually turn to art or like a, you're a musician, like how many people turn to these things to actually avoid uh, some of those things. I, I, I was just thinking as you were saying that of me as a 16-year-old boy um, hiding from my parents by shutting the door in my room and drawing for hours. Mm. And uh, that was a way of connecting and um, drawing with uh, the repetitive hand movement is incredibly self-soothing. Uh, I've only just discovered that when I studied art therapy that the process of drawing actually calms you and painting is the same and it, it's its own therapy just through the act of doing. And I, maybe I was hiding in my art <laughs> as well. Well, did... <laughs> Did you feel good? Like, was there sort some sort of like chemical, you know, when you were drawing? Was it like, like, I love drawing. I feel a little bit of a dopamine hit when I do this, you know? Oh, I think art is about, the, you know, that. Well, yeah. Well, even creativity is very much linked to the dopamine hit. And uh, uh, that is tied together so, so strongly. And whether it's a big one like selling an artwork or praise from someone else. Or to a, just a tiny one of like, oh, I'm really happy with that. That's really cute. And I, I think I caught that really nicely. Or isn't that just such a beautiful little drawing or painting? Or that's a lovely little musical piece that I caught. Or skiing, it's, um, oh, I got that run and I got all those turns and it felt so good inside. There's so many of those little dopamine hits that um, yeah, we feed off. <laughs> Mine for skiing is I didn't fall. <laughs> And that's a great one, isn't it? Like the feeling of that at the bottom, it's like, yes, I made it. I know, but actually not, actually what's funny, this is an aside, is because I don't want to fall, it's like I'm afraid of like landing funny or looking stupid or breaking something, then I don't actually take risks to go down different um you know, different hills or round routes or whatever. And so I stick with the safe ones. And <laughs> you know what? It's actually okay because that's my idea of fun. But I guess there's other ways that I, I do risk taking, you know, so. Mm. But yeah, art art is, it does feel good. Like we want art to feel good, right? And it it depends on your, it depends on your motivation and your intent. Like if you are doing it for art's sake, great. If you're doing it to run away from something, maybe you want to look into that. Like actually maybe looking head on at some emotion or situation that you might be avoiding will be, um, will be a way for you to actually tap into your emotions and your strengths. And that actually will help you in your artistic practice when we're able to do that. Because so often we have we have challenges that come up in art. You know, we want to listen to our intuition. So being able to tap into our emotions at any time for any reason is actually a really great thing and not avoiding them. So mm. in the in my coaching world, we call it buffering. I don't know why it's called buffering, but it's like, you know, when a computer just spins, like it's not doing anything. Oh, you're that wheel of anywhere. death thing. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not getting death. anywhere. There's no problem being solved. You're literally just avoiding whatever it is and you're going to have to solve it at some point or it blows up for you or whatever. But I've just found being able to really, uh, A, understand 
what emotions I'm experiencing and being able to allow all of them has, you're right, has given me a greater ability to listen to my intuition as I, as I develop a, a deeper connection with myself on a really, um, a more deep level. So let's do a, let's do an episode on buffering because I, I think that the, the downtime is really, really important, like sleep, obviously. And then there's those times when we don't think about our art or our creativity and we do other things and that um, we we need that part in our lives as well, very much so. Put that on there. I'll, 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 I'll make a note. <laughs> make a note. I mean, what would an episode be without making a note of something else that we want to talk about? <laughs> Has Momo, uh, speaking of that, has Momo shown up today? I Yeah, he's heard. here. He's, oh, he's nicely asleep. He was down um, hoping to get some more breakfast from my mother, but um, uh, he's given up on that now because uh, she's washed up, I think, and finished eating. Good. It's probably so not good for here. him anyway. <laughs> so I was wondering, let's, can we, now can we circle back to my question, Len? What yeah, was the do you question? want to ask it again? Yeah, because I can't remember. Yeah. Well, I have to remember what it is too. <laughs> so my question is what, I don't have the exact question, but it's really, what do we get from it? Like, what is our personal benefit from being able to, you know, we talked a lot about how to tap into our intuition, how emotions help us tap into it on an even deeper level, but why do we want it so bad? Like, what is the, what is this amazing gift that we're going to get from doing the work to allow our intuition to speak to us? I think my work and I'm, from a personal basis is better. It's really that simple that uh, when I'm more intuitive, when I'm more present, um, my work's better. When it comes from my intellectual head, it gets stiff. It becomes mm. forced. It becomes uh, obvious. It becomes uh, contrived. It becomes hard. And when I'm stuck in that, uh, I feel that the work actually um, looks like all of those descriptors that I just raced off there. Um, whereas when I'm um, present and I'm working on an intuitive emotional level, uh, I'm more feeling my work and uh, uh, it feels stronger. It just feels so much more stronger when I'm relying on my intuition rather than my intellectualism. And I think this comes through also when I'm, you know, I'm going through old work and I'm selecting it and reprocessing it or like I have thousands of photos. So I go back into old shoots and find new work in there to, to show and to pull out. And uh, the less I do it on an intellectual level and the more I do it on an intuitive level and get pulled to something and go, oh, that feels right and I, I get sucked into it, I, I'm making better decisions. They feel stronger. They feel more beautiful. Len, do you think, so you said your work feels better and I just want to, I would love if you could clarify this. Do you think the work is actually better or is it feeling better because it's coming from your intuition? 
or both? Oh, there's no geez, right that's answer. A, that's a really <laughs> hard question, isn't it? And, uh, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, because I've been thinking about this. Like, is my work better because it just feels better? And it's actually still the same? Or am I actually <laughs> creating better work? Is my work actually growing and changing and evolving? And and that's coming from my intuition. I mean, I think the answer could be both. Well, when we evaluate our work, uh, we do it on both levels too, don't we? And so often we do it from an intellectual level and we really want to do it on an intuitive level as well because it's accessing feelings. And so often I think that my better work is more about emotion and it's about a communication of emotional things. So uh, that intellectual side doesn't really interest me as much. I love unfinished stories and asking lots of questions in my work, but I don't want the work to be so literal that the the story is just there for the person and that's it. But uh, I'm more interested in uh, an artwork that um, communicates beautiful emotions. Or not, it doesn't have to be beautiful, but raw emotions and uh, works on that way. And so, yes, I do want my work to be, to work on a, on a basis where it intuitively feels good. And I'm aiming for that now. Very much so. So I don't know if I answered your question there, but... Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think that's the, the emotions that we're after. And I have to say over the past year, I've been really trying to hone this. It's a skill, you know, being able to listen to your intuition. And then, because I think we can hear it, and then we also want to follow it. So I think it's a skill mm. to follow it as well, you know, giving ourselves permission to go that way that it's leading us. So that's really something that I personally have been tapping into. And I I actually think my work is better. Like I notice, I've noticed a difference in the past year. You probably have too. <laughs> Yes. Oh, your work's just going, it's spiraling. It's just going crazy. It's beautiful. Right. And, and I agree with you, right? I will wholeheartedly agree with you. And I think it's because I'm, I'm listening to my intuition more often. I'm not that every single piece of work that I create this way is going to blow my mind or blow anybody else's <laughs> mind. But I think as a whole, it's better and I feel better about it. And that to me is such a beautiful combination of what we actually want. Maybe that is the dopamine <laughs> that we mm. want in our art is to have our work be better and feel better about it. And I think it comes from listening to your intuition. Like here's how it works for me. If, and listen, I'm not a, I'm not a painter or a writer. Like I don't know how this goes for other people. So maybe you can, maybe you have some insight into that, Len, but here's how it goes for me when I am out in the field. Actually, I've had this ahead of time too. Like I need to do a project on this. Oh yeah. I need to do this. Like my intuition's leading me somewhere. But if I'm out of the field, I just am noticing and being present. And as soon as I get that, it's that, um, it comes from inside that welling up of it's like excitement. If I had to describe what it feels like, it's like excitement 
and it starts taking over my body. And it's like this huge pull because I'm so used to listening to it. There's this big pull that finally tells my brain, you must photograph that. You cannot leave that untouched. And then I do. And if I really feel strongly about something, then I stay with it for a while. Like I'm because I'm enjoying the process, but also I know as, um, as part of my craft and my practice that looking at whatever I'm looking at, you know, my subject from all kinds of different angles and is going to be really helpful for me. So, so I, Mm. I don't think for me, a lot of times the one and done isn't, that's not really satisfying. I like exploring something that I've been led to. So uh, I don't know how this works for you, Lynn, or if you have if you can comment on what this would be like for any other visual artists. Well, one of there's a few things that you're saying that I'm really interested in, and one is that the description of it welling up and flowing through your body sounds like the um, hormones being released into your body, well, yeah, it? and you're actually able to feel this um, chemical as it runs through our body, and. Uh, the other thing that I was thinking is uh, also based on your words, like I talked about feeling it and you talked about listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, if we asked another person that might even be seeing it and that each of us have to find out what it is that we're, we're tuning into. Is it a, is it a, a bodily feeling? Is it a words that are surfacing in your in your mind? Are there, is it sounds? Is it colors? Is it where does it where do you, where are you noticing it in your body and what is it like? And I think that that answer is probably going to be different for each person. So yeah, uh, like a kinesthetic person would probably feel it much more than a, an auditory person might hear it as words or as thoughts and. Um, uh, a musical person might even feel it as music. And, you know, I have friends, well, you know, we know Jared Armijo, but I also know some other artists that also have synesthesia. And I would say your intuition is coming from seeing color and listening to music. And that's just such an interesting combination of what, where that like inspiration and intuition, you know, where that flows from, you know what I mean? Like, and, and what's interesting is I would think that if you receive your, you know, your creative inspiration this way, then you want to set yourself up. You know, like there's a way you can set yourself up for having more of it, depending on how you notice that, you know, mm. what's, what circumstances you notice yourself in that you're able to experience it more often. So you really need to tune in and find out and figure out how it works for you. Yeah, I think so. So you need you know? to concentrate on your success experiences where you do feel like you've listened to your intuition and analyze them and go, okay, I could actually feel the hormone running through my body. And, uh, that's that's how it works. Is it a hormone? I don't know what is what is. That I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't actually. Here's the thing. I like some things to be mysterious. Well, that's kind good. of like how I call my creative spirit. Like you know, I just call her a creative spirit. It's probably so much more scientific than that, but that doesn't seem fun to me. So so I don't do that. Like I want to leave that part a mystery and just follow it because I know what the result is from it. And that's enough for me. Like, honestly, I know, I know how to more now, how to tap into my emotions so I can experience it more often. 
And I also know that it's important not to question it too. Well, I actually do question it. I will go, is this from my intuition or is my my stupid should have to brain telling me I need to do that? Like I actually am going, okay, let me just clarify if this is intuition. What, like, do you question it, Len? Do you question your intuition? How And how often do you think you do it? Oh, <laughs> how many, the, the biggest question for me is uh, all those stupid times that I didn't listen to it or follow it. Yes. I, I, I wonder like, you know, the, the answer was so obvious. It was in my face. You know, I might've even had dreams about it. How come I didn't follow it? And uh, particularly when there's an accident or something and I felt sick beforehand and I didn't know why or what to do. And I get really upset at those mistakes in my life where I wasn't able to, to listen to my intuition. So I worry more about not listening to it than, um, making the mistake of listening to it. Cause that's never a mistake. I think, uh, I agree. In fact, I've had moments where I've like, I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for this right now. I hear you talking and I just don't <laughs> want to have time for this. And so I walk away or I, I end up doing something different. And immediately my intuition is like, you're going to regret this. You already do. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, but I can, you know, we all get to make choices. Here's what I remind myself. I get to make all the choices. Yeah, my creative intuition is going to try and inspire me to do stuff and I want to listen, but ultimately I do get to make all of the choices about where I go and what I do and what I make and how I do it. And if I decide not to listen because I like my reason not to, then I'm great with that. Even though it wants to sometimes tell me, you know what, you probably miss something really amazing. I'm like, yeah, probably, but I decided <laughs> not to listen today. So it's like this conversation that I'm always having with it. And so even in that moment, I think I'm still like actually tapping into it and listening. And we're having this conversation where I'm saying, yeah, I'm not listening. So what? Who cares? We'll make something else that's great later. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need our downtime too, don't we? And we need yeah. to stop our minds going and um, just to to sit and and escape escape things. So, yeah, I, I was thinking about, you know, following it when you were saying, oh, my intuition said to go out today and photograph. Like that question and that answer is probably true every day. <laughs> like I our know. intuition really is saying, come on, come, well, let's go out and have fun and enjoy ourselves and make some beautiful art and we'll be happier people for it. And I think that this is something that you and I agree on that this is a recipe for a good part of life, isn't it? By getting out and making art and being in tune with our creativity, we get so much benefit of, of health and happiness and self-contentment through doing creativity, through doing art. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we don't want to choose sometimes to not do it. I just literally spent two days at my desk, well, sitting on a sofa on my butt, not making art. But working on a website refresh, and that mm. was just such a personal choice. Like I knew that was going to happen. And for me, it's not a problem that I didn't really make any art, you know, mm. but I brought a camera with me on a walk yesterday and I had fun with it. So, you know, things ebb and flow. I mean, we've all talked about this. We talked about having a hiatus, didn't we, in a previous episode yeah. where how important yeah. it is to, to put your camera down or your paintbrush down or your instrument. 
uh, or your writing pen or your computer, whatever it is that you do in your creative endeavors and have a, have a break, do something else. Yeah. That was a whole episode. Yeah. I wonder if during that time, if you've decided to have a downtime and your intuition starts whispering to you, I wonder if you could like write those things down and say, I hear you if this is important enough, but we can, like, we can come back to this. Like I'm not doing this right now and I'm going to write the idea down. I guess it depends on how, like what it is that you're, that you're being told, you know, what you're being told to do. But I do like the idea of making those decisions. I'm going to write this down because I think what you're saying is important and mm. I'm going to still make these decisions and come back to it later and see if we still like it. Like I, I just think, you know, we don't have to just run around because our, our gut feeling told us to do something. We still get to make all the decisions, you know, so. Sometimes that idea, it builds and it builds and it builds until it becomes um, so powerful that you have to go and act on it. Yeah, and, uh, I've I might that have been too. having time off and I've been thinking about something and it just keeps getting this reinforcing. I actually had this happen yesterday. Uh, I was going to plan on, on making a book today because I've got the afternoon to make it. And yesterday I, the power within me was saying, or the words within me were saying, do it now. Like, this is so important. You've got to do this and you've got to be ready. And if you mess it up, you've got time to figure it out. Like mm. pull your finger out and start now. And I actually finished it yesterday, um, really quickly. And I, I I was so excited and it was this, I couldn't not do it. Like I had to start, I had to start making and uh, yes. that's magic when that happens. And I really yes. love that, that the idea builds up so strongly and there's all the intuitive evidence there to say, yes, you've got to go for this. And like, if, you know, your stars are aligning. All these things seem to be lining up. Go for it and do it now. Don't delay. Like this is so important for you. And uh, that's, that happened yesterday and I, geez, I love that. Uh, Is that that purple book you sent me? Yeah, that's the purple book that I sent you. So, so I, I made a gift for someone. <laughs> it's Can't my elevator pitch. <laughs> I think we said the, we said the word again, we said magic. And that's why sometimes I don't question because there's just an element of surprise and magic in art and the creation of it. And I think that's actually what makes it really beautiful. And so anyway, I think this is a good place to end. Gosh, how long can we talk about creative intuition? Probably for a long time while we share our stories about how we've <laughs> experienced it, you know? So I think this would be a really lovely thing to have to have a discussion about. So you audience, if you would like to, we encourage you to reach out to someone and have a chat about it because there is magic in that as well. Mm. Maybe our show could have been the the, the creative magic or something. But uh, <laughs> luckily, we're having an affair, so um, and our That's conversation right. is uh, is so central to our uh, our wonderful com podcast. But magic is yes. it's right. It's, magic is so important in this whole process, and it's our obsession, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Do we need to change our podcast name? Creative no, Magic? Eh, no, 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 I don't no. think so. Definitely not. I well, I could change the there. description, the magic of creativity. <laughs> oh, maybe that'll do well in Google. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. 
<laughs> oh, well. Oh, well, whatever. Ah, all right, everyone. This is a great time to say goodbye. So we hope you enjoyed hanging out with us today and listening to uh, our experiences and some of our thoughts about, I think, I think this is a really important topic. Uh, take some time and tap into your own intuition or your creative spirit or whoever it is that's whispering mm. to you. <laughs> Who's that person on your shoulder? Oh, that's yeah. a question I'm asking myself. Over and over and over. Well, thank you, Bree. Thank you, audience, for listening. And uh, a goodbye and farewell. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend, subscribing, and leaving us a review. To find out more about Len, including his photography, Len's journal, an inspiring quarterly publication, tours, workshops, and his new art school, The Artist Club, visit lenmetcalf.com. For more about me, Bree Stockwell, visit creativemindscoach.com. There you can subscribe to my Monday Motivation emails, learn more about creative coaching, check out my online portfolio, and access searchable transcripts of these episodes. See you next time.